0: Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 8 of More Than Sweat. I'm your host, Brooke Benton, and today we're talking about how being good at something is not the same thing as loving it. I'm stealing this from a fiction book titled Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow. I haven't read fiction in a long time, and so I'm so blessed that when I did pick up a fiction book, I got such a good one. It's like a page turner and would highly recommend this read. But our topic today comes from the contents of this book, where the main character, Sam, who's a gifted and talented student, meets with his academic advisor, and the academic advisor gives him these words you're incredibly gifted, Sam, but it is worth noting that to be good at something is not quite the same as loving it. I really love this. I love it for kids. There are so many children that are just excelling in sports. And so as parents, we want to say, so do the thing, continue it, let us pay for it. And you're kind of hoping for a college scholarship with it and just encourage them to to do what they're gifted at. And the child it just might not be where their heart is. They want to be hanging out with their friends or they want to be just just being a kid. So we as parents have to be careful not to keep nudging them because it's what we love for them, but do they love it? And I really think also, like I said, the context of this book, it's a exceptionally gifted and talented student. Those who have the really sharp left brain may be able to be civil engineers or data processors and be great at it. But we are only on earth for a limited time and we're not promised tomorrow. So if what you're doing is not what you love, even though you're good at it, maybe walk away. Maybe consider walking away, even if it's just temporarily, and then you can find a way to love it and do it again, be good at something and love it, and it's this perfect combination of everything you should be doing and you're in flow. But if there's a discord that you're good at it but you don't love it, why are you spending your time, your precious time, here on earth doing it? You know, I always have a story. I love teaching group fitness classes. I always have. Ever since 1999, when I taught my very first step aerobics class, I knew that this is what I want to do ongoing. And really at 17 years old, everybody thinks that they're doing what they want to be doing forever and they change their mind. I've never changed my mind. I've never taught a class that I was like, okay, I think that might be my last. I think I might be done because I'm both good at it and I love it. And I I have to say I love it more now a quarter century later than I did when I first started it. And I was a huge love fest when I first started. It's just a deeply gratifying experience for me. Like the participants have a great time. I benefit from their energy. They benefit from my energy. We release endorphins. We just feel good. It's just a wonderful experience. As an undergrad, I declared exercise and sports science with a minor in business as my degree. And I met with the fitness director at the time, who really, for me, was an advisor. She might as well been my academic advisor because she knew me. She knew what made me tick. And so I would go to her for advice. And the fitness director told me, she was like, Brooke, if you go on to grad school, you could be a fitness director like I am. And then you've got a stable career with benefits. And your grad school is paid for if you get a graduate assistantship. Broke. it's a no-brainer. Go to NURSA, get a GA, do this. And so I monkey seed, monkey dude, all the way to grad school, University of Houston. It was paid for by the GA. I had $995 per month as a stipend that I would also get in addition to having my school covered. So it was enough to pay for an apartment. I got a job on the side at Halliburton and just hustle, hustle, hustled. I made it through grad school with a master's in sports and fitness administration. And I use that to get a fitness director job at Southern Methodist University. I am a maximizer. I got in there and I took that schedule from nine group fitness classes a week to over 80 group fitness classes a week. I started a personal training program. I would lead college classes called fitness instructor and in training and personal trainer prep course that would teach students how to become group fitness instructors and pass the AFA primary certification to lead safe and effective group fitness classes and then teach students how to become personal trainers and pass the ace certification and it also allowed me to operate on a very low budget. I didn't have to pay personal trainers if they were doing sort of an internship to learn the the ropes of how to personal train clients. Personal training client would pay maybe $15 for the session. They feel like they're getting a steal having somebody guide them, hold them accountable, check on them, help them get in shape for $15 an hour. And the personal trainer was free. This was such a win-win-win. And I was teaching those students a trade that even if they didn't use whatever it was they were studying in college, they could become personal trainers full-time, or they could be group fitness instructors. So I felt like I was making a difference. I was so good at this job in that empathy is my strong suit. So those students, if they were dealing with personal stuff, they knew they could call my cell phone at any time. And some of them would. I think my cell phone was blowing up sometimes at odd hours of the night with a student that had gone through a breakup and just needed somebody to talk to. But empathy is my strong suit, I poured what I had into those students. I would offer the program as a program by students for students. So I wouldn't pay for seasoned instructors out in the Dallas community to come in and lead classes. Instead, I invested in the students so that they could build their skills and Build their confidence and also have an outlet to be able to deal with the life stuff that's just hard for college students. It was kind of a sorority or a fraternity for students that weren't in sororities or fraternities. It was our clique, it was our cheers bar. And I even ended up winning an award. Gerald Turner, president of Southern Methodist University, awarded me the Student Affairs Continuing Excellence Award. And it was just a great honor. Thank you to Tracy Valise for nominating me. And It was all this validation that you are so good at being a fitness director for a university. And I wouldn't be that great in a corporate setting because they would have had the red tape and been concerned about sales and quotas and I'd have to crack skulls to be able to to do the things that corporate wanted. I could sort of set what the expectation was when it was a university setting. So I was really well suited for being a fitness director, not just anywhere, not in corporate America, but specifically for campus recreation, specifically for a university, but I didn't just love it. The thing was, most of my job was sitting behind a desk on my derriere managing fitness, and i made to move. If you rewind this podcast back, you'll hear me just light up as I talked about how much I loved teaching group fitness classes and how I enjoy training clients one-on-one, moving, engaging, interacting with them, sitting behind a desk and creating schedules and strategizing how a program's going to work and going through. I'm going to tell you, if you work in a university, you're going to go through a lot of meetings. There are meetings with your staff. There's meetings within your department. There are divisional meetings. If you work in student affairs, which fitness falls within student affairs. They get their jollies out of just making a meeting happen every time that you need an email. Let's just sit down and have a meeting. So all this to say, the job I could do, I could do it very well, but I felt like I should be spending my time, my precious time actually doing the thing, actually leading classes and helping people. And that brings us to where I am now. Entrepreneurship is so for me. And the thing is, I gently closed the door on my job with a university as a fitness director. I can go back to that. In fact, when my children are a little bit closer to college age and one of the perks of working at a university is relieved tuition for your heirs, mm, it may be real appealing. And all of a sudden, I might love, I might love that job, but not right now. And it wasn't then. And it took some guts. It took some cojones to walk away from something that everybody says you're good at to do something that I loved. And I encourage you to do the same. You're not promised tomorrow. You need to really think about what is it that you love and that you're not terrible at and go for that. It might take some digging and getting your fingernails dirty and getting knocked down over and over and over again and continuing to build yourself up until success happens. But don't just settle for being successful at something you don't love. Life's too short. I'm Brooke Benton. We have two podcasts left in season two of More Than Sweat. Next Friday will be our next one, and I look forward to walking and talking with you then.